0: What's up? My name is Dwayne Jones. I'm an artist, and a designer, and the founder of a lifestyle brand called Art Pays Me. And this is the Art Pays Me podcast. I love talking to creative people about their business, their successes, their challenges, and how they make the world a better place with their work. Let's get into it. So today we have, uh, I am, you are. So this is a, a group in, from Vancouver and it's Jenny Lee, the lead singer songwriter. And then you've got Mikey J Blige, uh, producer, guitarist, and Amin. Uh, I butchered the name, the last name. So I'm just going to leave it at that <laughs> for Now, uh, producer, multi-instrumentalist and, uh, yeah. Welcome to Art Pays Me. Uh, th- th- thank you. F- thank you for coming on. And actually, I want to ask y'all, like, do you call yourself a group or a band or how does that work?
1: Yeah, we refer to ourselves as a band a lot of the okay. time, but I mean, either works.
0: Okay. Thanks cool. You for having us. Yeah. yeah,
2: man. Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, every now and then I get, I just get put on to certain people and, You know, I I heard the music and I was like, this is like, this, this, this hits, it it hits on so many different levels for me. So um, yeah, congratulations on that. And um, so did, did you all grow up in Vancouver?
3: No, we actually all grew up in other places. Um, I grew up in Kelowna, BC, which is in the Okanagan here.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, up on the Sunshine Coast, which is just a 40 minute ferry ride to a small
1: peninsula outside of Vancouver. Okay. Yeah, and then I was born in Algiers, Algeria, and moved around quite a bit, but lived mostly between different African countries and the states.
0: Nice, nice. Uh, Fellow immigrant. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. um, So uh, you released your first EP, Slow Drive, in 2015. How did y'all like initially hook up?
3: Yeah, so slow dive uh, <laughs> was um, but common common error. So slow dive was made in 2015. Um, Mikey and I originally met uh, through other projects. He was produ- a producer uh, for some local hip hop groups in town, and um, shortly after, I had a was hit by a car. <laughs> oh. um, we I had a lot of downtime. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and, and I had a lot of beats that weren't working for the hip hop groups that I was a part of. They mm-hmm. just wanted to be Drake or J. Cole. And <laughs> I,
3: yeah.
2: I was not able to do that for them. And so I would pass these beats that nobody wanted to Jenny and <laughs> she wanted me
3: <laughs> yeah and it was funny because it was originally just supposed to be like kind of Mikey producing for me but once we got into the same city we quickly realized that we were capable of playing these live in a way that uh, nobody else in our area at the time was was doing um, so yeah that kind of was like really really great we were instantly booking festivals and along those festivals was where we had Amin was coming on tour for us and opening uh with his um solo live looping act which was phenomenal
1: Hmm. and
3: um we stole him (laughs) And, and and yeah and then we started slowly playing bigger and bigger shows together because we were like oh damn this this violin and bass is really adding and uh when, when he started producing, we just had to have him in the group full time.
0: Mm. So it's like a like a hybrid of live instrument and sort of electronic as well.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we play all the music and record all the music into our own productions and then do our all, all of our own programming. Mm. And
0: Yeah. Am yeah. I hearing keys in one of those? Like, I can't remember. I think yeah. it might have been Sarah Girls Club.
2: Yeah, we we play keys in everything. I played the keys in Saggirls Club, but Jenny played them in Bird's Eye, and I Amin mean, plays them whenever he needs to in his songs. Yeah,
1: yeah. Jenny actually has a background in classical piano.
3: Ah, <laughs> oh. yeah.
0: Okay, so it's not it's not just the fellas with the with the 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 instruments. Okay, cool.
1: No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, definitely, uh, definitely group group input and in production for uh, for everything, which is really cool. Yeah. Super. Awesome.
0: That's, that's dope. So I was going to ask you, like how the process works. Is it like Jenny comes up with the words or do, do you come up with a, a beat or like, is it kind of a hybrid thing?
3: It's kind of a hybrid. It's It's gone kind of case by case. I would say for most part of this record, um, it would work that Mikey or me would be working on a beat. And I would either already have lyrics or write the lyrics as they were working on the production while mm-hmm. we were all in the studio.
2: Yeah, that's generally. But then sometimes it'll be like a mean wrote uh, the lyrics that started, spent, and most of the lyrics that made it onto spent. And yeah. so yeah, it,
1: it's a it's a very collaborative process. Yeah. 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 And then from cool. my, yeah, I've learned a lot just watching these two because when I started, I didn't know how to produce. So a lot of it is like, yeah, it would be Mikey bringing in a beat forward, and then us messing around with it but this this album has been like very very collaborative which has been a I wouldn't say necessarily a change but just more in that direction than previous projects
0: I you know what I kind of detect that I did listen to some of the older stuff and it does like feel like that you know Um, there's a certain polish to it like I can tell where the ad-libs kick in and there's just certain like things feel integrated in a way that's different.
2: Yeah. We learned a lot about putting the finishing touches on things and uh, we pushed our, our kind of line in the sand for where done is. Yeah. Pushed it really oh. hard.
0: <laughs> so this, this uh, sounds like a familiar creative struggle. So is it that <laughs> you could basically keep going on forever and just never be done?
2: <laughs> uh, there's, there's, I mean, michelangelo was like when's the sistine chapel done it's done when you don't have any more time (laughs) and it was a covid record so we had a lot of time
0: yeah (laughs) got you got you and yeah so and so sad girls club came together like during um you deal with some, some demons like a lot of a lot of us probably were i mean i felt like i was a sad girl throughout this thing too so <laughs> Me too.
1: Uh, we were all Um uh,
2: yeah, that that song actually was the first song that we wrote coming out of a big like hiatus during COVID. Um when it first kicked in, we separated for about four months just because we were all terrified of the coronavirus. Yeah. And that was the first thing that uh the first one that connected online like I, I was sending beats over to jenny and that was the first one that got sent back with the lyrics on it
3: yeah it definitely broke the writer's block
0: how did that feel
3: um it felt really good like it like we we're saying it was really a big cathartic release because i was really i think we were all really going through it at that time as was the rest of the world and mm. um yeah, my self worth was kind of at an all time low, especially with the writer's block on top of everything. So I was like, yeah. "Damn, I got one thing that I can do well, and I can't even do that right now." Um, so yeah, it definitely felt like breaking through. And um, and then when we finally got to get into the studio to to work on it, it was just like we knew that was the one. Like we just love we loved working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt it felt effortless um even though we were putting so much effort in yeah and we kept pushing it that was one that definitely like it could have been done four times before and and it would have been great but we just kept going in and adding more layers and adding more endings
2: Yeah, like (laughs) the the entire outro when we had what we thought was the demo it didn't have the outro and um so yeah there's so many things like that and then I think the last recording session we had on it, we were just trying to fix an ad lib and then ended up adding like <laughs> a whole other four, five, six, like <laughs> chorus that ended up being like totally new counter melodies mm-hmm. that really brought the entire hook to uh, a whole nother level.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh, that's, that's cool. So is that what you kind of meant uh, by learning to produce? I mean,
1: Well, when I would just that was just in reference to when I first joined this group, I had no experience with Ableton. And it was actually watching, like Mikey literally plugged me in the first time doing some of the looping stuff and was like, yo, man, why don't you check this out? And like, look how you can cut out some of the noise and look how you can recreate this. And then that inspired me to literally disappear for a year and then return and be like, hey, I can kind of do it now.
3: <laughs> this man's read the entire Ableton manual.
1: I've read a few, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it was really cool to see what they were doing just right from the get-go. It seemed really interesting and new, and it was super inspiring. So it's just kind of continued down that train to where we are now, which is like a 1,000% more effort per track. And yeah. letting it sit, and going away and coming ab- coming back and not being afraid to be like, let's just try something totally off the wall yeah. and see what happens, even if it doesn't work out.
3: The other day, we accidentally came up with the analogy: we've always had the recipes, but we know how to cook now.
0: Ah, mm. uh, <laughs> yes, I love that. <laughs> oh, that's that's a bar. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it is. <laughs> Uh, so, are all of you um, formally trained in some way?
2: No. Uh, actually, I think I'm the only one that isn't. Okay. Because uh, I mean, was trained in violin.
1: Yeah, um, I had classical
2: violin. Back Jenny's on. classical piano. Mm-hmm. And I am a school of YouTube graduate.
1: he <laughs> <laughs> nice. has a computer science degree, engineering degree.
3: Yeah and he plays drums and guitar and bass and can write and yeah yeah it
1: doesn't even matter the training at this point it's just like the hours spent and the attention to detail right yeah but so it, you're... it wasn't there for me on youtube <laughs> <laughs> sure. shout for out Bill
3: sure. gate yeah baby <laughs> i got to i
2: got to meet him at shambhala uh the first or second time that we played there um shambhala is a big uh music festival here in bc where yeah. all of the biggest like the the biggest, biggest, electronic. biggest electronic acts in the world come and play And we got oh. to play three times now and i remember meeting ill gates and being like dude you're the reason i'm here your youtube <laughs> videos are why i got to play this festival he was like, <laughs> oh, man, i live for that shit uh, let's get fucked up <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was so jambalic. that's nice like it, you know sometimes you meet people like that and then end up being assholes and it's I don't this, know. you know we <laughs>
3: have <laughs> been lucky so far anybody that we've met that like we've kind of like looked up to has been like super dope so far so
2: that's yeah i think we're we're not that close to any of our mentors i know they say yeah. like never meet your mentors but yeah we've met them but they're still at a distance so they can maintain that little shine <laughs> <you know>?
3: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got you i got you so um what do y'all do for fun? What's that? <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I feel that
3: too. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I mean, well, to be honest, we make music for fun.
0: Yeah,
1: a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah, yeah, but
3: I know we all have things. Ahead, yeah, me. I don't
1: know. I, for fun these days, is like I go to the gym and on dates. That's my fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh... I don't know, I
2: have a hard time with fun because when I have fun doing something, I start to take it really seriously. <laughs> um, I get really obsessed with things. So like I was having fun experimenting with crypto over the past couple of years and now it's like, oh, maybe I should start a couple of companies in the crypto space. Of course. Uh, it, so yeah, I don't know, fun. It'll, uh, uh i don't know well, oh, also... I, play, I play pickleball pretty seriously yeah, just
3: being in nature
1: <laughs> yeah being in nature my, mikey's oh. also a really talented visual artist yeah and makes a, he's been making a lot of uh like vr and augmented reality art which is just out of this world mm-hmm. yeah i
2: really like to put the ideas out of my head
0: cool yeah i was checking i was going to ask you about your photography because i see you you've been doing some 35 millimeter
2: uh, yeah yeah, yeah film actually is a thing that i just do for fun yeah it was mm-hmm. when i bought a digital camera that i was like oh yeah now i can hustle on some jobs and i can like do some <laughs> shoots and blah, blah blah and it was just like damn it this isn't fun anymore and so <laughs> it is so, t- that's like, so I just like, Fuck, okay i just gotta start start shooting film again and and film is for- fun mm-hmm.
1: Right, yeah. right.
3: Usually yeah. I um I I like I'm in I'm in two bands and work, so I don't have a lot of free time, but when I do, I love to go watch other musicians play music. Um I love just going to the beach and honestly just spending time with friends and family. Mm.
0: What other band are you in?
3: I'm in a um, five piece girl group called Nada.
0: Okay.
2: They're the west uh, coast answer to the spice girls yeah (laughs) really
3: um super quirky queer diverse girl group
0: okay okay i'll have to have to look you up that's that's cool
3: you should it's
1: super (laughs) dope it's super dope
0: okay uh and so that that just makes me think of uh the the video for um case of you so it's is that one of your bandmates by any chance that's that's in the video it is,
3: But they are in there they're in the party scene
0: <laughs> ah okay okay
3: yeah
0: got you that's that's a that's a wild video there
3: yo <laughs> that was three days of 18 hours of filming yeah it was wild
0: was we it as fun- oh go ahead
3: we shot a movie
1: <laughs> <laughs> yo,
0: yeah yeah
1: the brunt on that one It was in rehearsals for freaking weeks to get ready for all of that and that was like yeah that was I think the one of the bigger projects just like content wise that's been bitten off maybe the biggest one just overall in terms of like scale and the number of people involved and the different locations and all that kind of stuff
0: right I mean it looked like a lot of fun was it were you just like acting like you were completely exhausted through some of that stuff
3: i i'm not gonna lie i was completely exhausted but when we were shooting i was having fun for sure it was
0: just
2: oh, really okay. cold man like, oh really the outdoor yeah. shoot almost the whole time and it's it was freezing. cold it was february
0: mm-hmm. oh
2: it's canada I should bridge it up here yeah you know, you <laughs> know. Oh, right. yeah that's it's right. Not, it's not right. right it's not <laughs> cold I, I know we're we're yeah it's the, wet, it's
3: the wet cold though man like it sticks to your bones but, but yeah, no, when, when the camera's on, I was having fun and, you know, the crew was great. So of course we were just keeping it light the whole time, but you mm. know, like I'm not used to those kind of hours. I don't know how people in film do it. Like props to props to the crew that like finished that project then and went and did five more of those. Cause it's crazy I don't have that stamina.
0: Mm. Yeah. It, it's, it's intense. It's intense. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what uh, would you say like, got you into music? Did all of you feel like you were always going to be musicians?
1: That's a great question.
2: That is yeah. a really good I, question. I have always been a musician since I was like six years old. My dad taught me how to play the guitar. Hmm. And then I, when I saw my next door neighbor playing an electric guitar in his garage, uh, I think he was playing a Blink-182 song. I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I started a band like uh, a year later with the other neighbors that thought that that was cool. And I've
1: been, in, so I guess I've been in band since I was 12 years old. Wow.
3: Wow. Yeah. How about
1: you? Uh, Yeah, me, my kind of like, I'm, it sounds like you know as well, kind of like immigrant parent mentality. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my fam had me in, like take piano when i was really really young when i lived in egypt and then play in orchestras or classical violin for about 10 11 years so in high school i actually like toured around a little bit and played like professional competitions and stuff like that um but it was always this thing that it was like oh yeah you got to be good at science and you got to be good at music and you got to be good at sports and that's a well-rounded human who will be successful but it never was some, I never ever in my wildest dreams would have ever thought about pursuing it professionally. Um, And then in like 2012, I was actually doing audiovisual research at UBC um, under a cognitive systems program. And I kind of had this realization where I was like, I feel really out of place in this Mm. environment. And most of what I'm doing is to be closer to music. Cause at that time I was playing a lot of guitar and started getting into all that kind of like more contemporary music. Yeah. Um, And then one kind of thing led to another and I started playing an alt rock band and then like I started doing my own thing and then the more that it kind of went in that direction like very weirdly fortuitously is like when I met Jenny and then Mikey Mm -hmm. and then just slowly coalesced so for me it was a much slower process and honestly I'd say only in the last like since I met these guys really have I thought that it could be possible and probable.
3: Yeah, it's wild. I'm, I'm more similar to Amin, like I I grew up playing music and my, my parents, uh, all four of them are all musicians. And so you would think that I would have always thought that, <laughs> um, grew up singing and playing piano and all of that. But I honestly really doubted my own capabilities and really didn't think that I had anything of uh, interest to offer anyone.
0: Wow. Um,
3: so I was working in a bank for like a long time. And... It, I don't know, it's just some weird shit was happening in my life. I think same as a mean, like I just felt like I wasn't deriving any s- pure joy or satisfaction out of the things I was mm-hmm. doing. I was kind of doing them just because I thought they were what I was supposed to be doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And um, when I started to pick up a guitar again uh, or learn the guitar and like pick up the piano and sing, like it was the only time that I would feel really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And um, when I started playing open mics and stuff, like, I don't know, shit, honestly, just like got it, the, the evolution was really easy for me. And I know that it's not for everyone. So I was like, okay, there's gotta be something to that. Right. That like, people are always kind of um, encouraging me mm-hmm. to do more. Yeah. And um, yeah, it wasn't until I had like a, a, a near death experience that I was like, okay, listen, like life is too short. I keep getting knocked off of the paths that I'm on. So mm-hmm. they're obviously not the right ones. So I'm just going to focus on what makes me happy and what makes me whole. And that was music.
2: Mm -hmm. And that's literally
3: when I met Mikey. So I Mm -hmm. feel like it was all very like, you know, fateful.
2: Yeah, no, I actually, it was super similar for me as well, because I I had been in bands since I was 12, but at no point was I ever like, I want to be a musician. And then I was at UBC studying engineering, doing music on the side. And then, um, yeah, some, some shit went down that made me think like, what am I actually going to focus on mm-hmm. here? And it was, it was, I guess, a year before I met Jenny that I was like, I'm going to do this every <laughs> single day and try to get really, really fucking good at it. It's so interesting. To so, yeah,
3: it is. Because yeah. I'm definitely envious of the people that just grow up and they're 16. And you know, they know, and their parents have been telling them their whole life, they're going to be a star. And you know, they get this, they've got this edge. And yeah. I think for us, it's different in that, you know, we weren't, we didn't realize that this was what we really wanted to pursue until we were full blown adults.
1: Yeah. We didn't it. It chose us yeah. over time. Is kind of what it, the
3: vibe. Really?
0: That's interesting. So, like, so my brother-in-law, he, he's like obsessed with, with music makes beats like every day, all day, but he doesn't really jump out and, and like promote in a super way. He just puts it on YouTube and, and keeps it pushing. Um, It's it's interesting. I I wonder if one day he's gonna have that realization too. Just like, you know, I I just need to do this. Yeah.
1: I I know one thing that really impressed me when I first saw Mikey and Jenny play and like got turned on to IMUR was right away from the very beginning. In contrast to a lot of like fledgling groups and just the scene in general, they were super on point with their branding and with their business mentality. Mm. And from the aspect of like yo okay we're gonna if we're gonna do this we're gonna do it seriously mm-hmm. and you can't do anything seriously as a business unless you treat it at least in some part like a business yeah. um, and so that was really inspiring to see too because it's true it's like you can make beats all day but how do you cut through the noise yeah so you have to like think about all the other aspects because yeah, that is, that is what it comes down to as well. Right.
3: Yeah, that's true. And I mean, we, we have our set schedule, you know what I mean? Like we're, we're here at least three days a week, every week, same time, same length. We got to show up like it's a job, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Like people, when they decide like, this is what I'm going to do. This is only what I'm going to do. I'm just going to be a beat maker. It's like, well, if you don't have any income coming in, you're not a beat maker professionally. Mm-hmm. And so, you got to figure out how to transition into that place where you can start to put in the amount of time that you need to. Um, and so that's that's still something that we're working on, and it's been almost, I, I guess, six years this summer.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: mm-hmm. yeah, it's just been like doing crazy lifestyle backflips and hacks to try and put <laughs> in as much time as yeah. possible into this.
3: Yeah, it's true. Like, biggest advice for mu- musicians out there is or like, you know, beginner musicians is to try to find as many stream, uh, revenue streams as possible within your own industry.
2: Yeah, get a get a job. <laughs> <laughs> it's, for real. it's like get a job where, where it covers your income yeah. or your liabilities just mm-hmm. and gives you as much free time as possible. Like those jobs are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing entry-level tech jobs where for like, four to eight hours a day i could be like researching music shit and like working on my djing and that kind of thing but it covered my liability right i still had the energy to get up before work to work on music and then cover my liabilities in the day come home work on music afterwards and and be able to do that for a couple years Mm -hmm. and And not be
3: totally wiped and not be
2: totally wrecked like if I was working construction or something that wouldn't be possible, you know? So yeah, I I think like the overlap effect is what one of my early mentors called it. It was like, find the thing where you can start to overlap your passion to develop it. And then, yeah, so that, that your brother-in-law is posting shit regularly on YouTube. Like that's step one. You got to build a community. You got to establish yourself in the community as somebody that puts stuff out consistently and then it'll grow from there. Mm
0: -hmm. Right, right. So I'm gathering from this that you all are independent.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, no backing here except for our own blood, sweat, and tears.
3: Yeah. And we actually only got a manager, a, a legitimate manager, as of last year, this same time. Before that, it was all self-managed, self-booked, everything. Even the
1: mixing we did ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: Do you do your own visuals as well?
3: uh previously we were, we were
1: yeah we were at the start um
3: collaborate we collaborate yeah, yeah. For
0: sure. but
1: it was a lot of like like a lot of the content like even for 3033 it was like did the the lp the versions of the lp covers with the text ourselves did mm-hmm. the business cards ourselves single art was yeah with lane butler who's an amazing artist but like hacked like crazy and all of the Instagram posts, like all of that stuff, is is us. So the amount of time that it takes, like, we really have to be flexible and fluid. And I feel like we've gotten to a really good point at this point yeah. of like what works best. Yeah,
3: definitely.
0: Yeah, you're doing a, a great job. Like, I, I like the uh, even your social media presence. You do a good job of of being consistent and present and in, uh, interacting with folks. Really,
3: we're really trying. <laughs> I think that social media isn't something that i mean i'm sure that there's a lot of artists out there that love doing social media we're not one of them but we know that we have to do it so we we are trying our best to be consistent and post things that we that we like but it's not always easy it's not always a cakewalk that's for sure
0: yeah yeah i i have a love hate relationship with it myself it's like i just wish i could just make art instead of having to interact and shit <laughs> <laughs> isn't, that, uh, isn't that ironic though
1: i, I found that ironic to think about that because it's like i want to sit in a room and make things but at the end of the day the things that i make i also want people to experience but i don't yeah. want to deal with building the platform for them to experience it it's like <laughs> such a weird irony catch-22 but, but that platform builds a positive
2: feedback loop like i i As much as like, I'm very much of the same mindset. I write in my journal all the time. All I want to do is make beats. Why am I doing this other stuff? Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Stupid, stupid, selfish things to say. Because if you're just going to sit in the dark and make beats and music on your own and not share them with the world, how many of those are you going to finish? Right. You're not going to finish anything. You're just going to leave it there. And so when you start putting it out and you start getting that positive feedback of people listening to it and people giving you, encouragement you have more motivation to go forward
1: that's very true and if you
2: don't like if you have that on your shoulders like it when we get people messaging us that they connect on all these levels to the music like, you can't compete against me when i have that just on your own volition being by yourself because mm-hmm. i have others on like with me encouraging me you know so it's going to help you push through those those times when you don't want to do it
0: yeah yeah, that's that's great, and I, I, I'm in the same boat. It's just like without that, uh, I mean, you talked about the business side. Like, it's like if people don't know you exist, they can't pay you, they can't uh, work with you, they can't celebrate your art, and that's ultimately what we want. We want people to experience what we what we do. Um, how do you find like juggling that whole like being true to yourself as a creative collective? while also, like, being sharp as business people, like, negotiating contracts and all that kind of stuff?
1: Well, the the beauty currently, right, like, we're going through a really good time right now, because, again, of the team that we have slowly built up around ourselves. Uh, Brody, my mm-hmm. campfire manager, is just a dream. Mm-hmm. And as they say, your manager should be somebody you give the keys to your house to or mm-hmm. can't. And so the relationship that we have with him and the trust that we have in, in him and that he has in us is something that's really cool. I, I know for me personally, at least I've never experienced something like that professionally to that degree where I'm just like, holy shit, this, this team, this guy is so on our side and wants to see us succeed and loves the art too mm-hmm. and wow. wants to be part of it. So I think it, it often is not expressed enough how important, like Mikey was saying, right? It's like, not not just the people who are listening, but like the community and the team around you. It literally takes a village. I think the narrative in media oftentimes is that it's such an isolated thing and people blow up overnight and they're just like, you know, uh, American Idol style. Just like you wake up one morning and you're like, I can sing amazingly. And then you show up and you're just famous and that's <laughs> what it is. Yeah, yeah. You know me? But it's like the real, real reality is like grinding, finding the right people, networking and like, sacrificing. Mm-hmm. And, um, but for the first five years, it was pretty much just Jenny. Doing <laughs>
2: for I, was, sure. I was gonna say yeah. for
3: independent artists who don't yet have access to a manager or you know that's for whatever reason it's not in the cards yet because you know it, it takes a long time to get somebody who's willing to do all that work for you. I don't you know when you're negotiating you you um it's it's different right because you don't have to be your 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 the, the person that you are with your with your fans right like you're, mm-hmm. you're dealing in a business perspective so you got to put your business hat on and I think you should always not be afraid to ask for what you think that you deserve mm-hmm. um at the end of the day you're either going to get a no or you're going to get a negotiation mm-hmm. and either way you're still going to probably get closer to what you wanted than what was offered to you in the first place so anytime somebody makes you an offer don't be afraid to ask what you want you might not get it, but you know what? You're slowly going to get closer and closer to that. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just knowing knowing your worth. And at the end of the day, if it's if it's too low for you, you just got to decide, like, am I going to do this because I love the project? I love the idea. I love the collaboration of the people. Um, it's going to feel good. Or I, I know that there's going to be a new audience from this. Or no, because it doesn't meet any of those criteria and it's not going to pay me. Then just say no. You don't right. have to take work you you can say no
0: yeah yeah don't take everything juggling that
2: with doing music was just an insane amount of hours over and above yeah, yeah literally. all the things we did like yeah. she, we
3: would leave the studio and then and then go do another two or three hours of work on the computer either she in was the morning like, or at night
2: she was doing all the emailing and booking our tours and um Telling me to shut up and keep working—it's
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. more,
1: it's more like telling me to take a day off, dude.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, no, it was good. We all worked together, and and we and we we just did what we had to do. You know, that's just what it is when you're an independent musician and you want to do this professionally, like you're you're signing up for a lot more than just making music and i know that it's a startup
2: it's a high overhead high risk low return startup (laughs) and if like if anybody was going to start a tech company and they were like well i'm not going to start a tech company and do all the work that i have to until i've already succeeded it'd be like well that's never going to happen buddy like that's not going to be a thing but for some reason that's what people think
1: will happen with music I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those things, too, where it's like it can sound when talking about this stuff like it's really negative. It
3: can sound discouraging. It, it can sound yeah. discouraging.
1: But really, I think what we're or at least for me, the way to encapsulate it is just like you have to know you have to feel deep down that you are very, very passionate about this
3: yeah, and
1: about what you're doing and the creation because of so much else that goes along with it. And and
3: realistic so about
1: the, the process yeah and exactly like uh Mikey and I are big fans of Gary Vee and he says uh, don't expect uh 30 years of results from three years of work or something along those lines and so it's just like patience methodical focus mm-hmm. and being willing to prioritize and then like yeah taking the times to actually be have a good time but we, we or... <laughs> but we have patience or but we have you still
0: have no patience at all though (laughs) i mean but you've been doing this for a while so and and you're showing up consistently i think that's that's the big thing like show up consistently
3: i think too we 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 know now like a bit more about the process about like if we're gonna start a new project like sit down and discuss what that's gonna look like so that when we're creating if things are falling way outside of that scope we don't we don't fuck with it i think Mm -hmm. back in the when we were starting out we didn't really know what we were setting out to do so there was a lot of trial and error with visuals and with with everything with the songs with the content because we weren't really sure yet um which is fine because we were a new band and it was our first time doing this kind of thing so if you are a new band and this is your first kind of thing maybe do start off by you know setting out a, a mood board or lists of what your aims are because i think it's pretty easy to get pulled in different directions um, especially if you're like me and you like 80 different aesthetics you know <laughs> sit down and pick one and try to be consistent
1: creative constraints are key are very
2: yeah
3: key. within reason for sure yeah.
1: Sorry, we're
0: rambling right now i don't remember what the question was anymore no <laughs> uh, we're just vibing it's cool um <laughs> yeah, it's cool. so <laughs> molecules my molecules that's that's your new album was uh awesome what is that about what my molecules what was what's that mean
3: it's about every fiber of my being <laughs> of our being went into this you know mm. like um we really put all of our hearts into this project and felt that that title really resonated with how we felt about this project mm. uh, from the blood sweat and tears that the group and the guys spent on the production to the very personal storytelling of the lyrics Mm -hmm. this is our molecules on a record counting my molecules
0: Mm. yeah Yeah, I, i really fuck with uh bird's eye and uh Right. um sad girl club i those are those are my my two favorites and i'm, I'm really liking gravity too and and paper thin and, and uh case of you so like those are kind of like my my top ones i really i'm really starting to fuck with bird's eye a lot lately
3: oh no thank you dude we're gonna we gotta we gotta get visuals coming out for that soon too they'll probably drop around the same time as the album so you know cool Bird, bird's eye we went through about four different versions before we got to the the honey
0: why why is that
2: Uh, oh it's just the first the first rendition of the production and writing for that song was like 2016 I think Mm -hmm. 2017 and so it was uh it was much more like future bass kind of thing it had like a lot of like saw synth and like bass wobbles and stuff and so
3: I think it comes down to that conversation we were just having yeah we were like we list a song but this doesn't fit into the scope that we set out for this project
2: yeah so right. it was like how do we do work to make make it work for the, the work that we want to work on <laughs> <laughs>
0: got you got you so so like what um, what kind of challenges would you say consistently that you face that you know you think other people should watch out for
3: Uh, imposter syndrome self-doubt
2: yeah the patience
1: thing um yeah patience is really difficult yeah I think I think part of it also is like it's we're such like a metric base world and especially when you're when you're an indie musician and you are moderating all of that yourself you're tracking so many analytics and paying attention to every number count and watching things. And then, you know, like applying for grants and you're counting every single aspect of every part of what you're doing. And so it's really easy for things to become very external validation focused and comparative with people and things that just don't make sense to compare yourself to. Mm -hmm. I think a really, really important positive attitude to have is if you're going to compare yourself at all, compare yourself to yourself in the past mm-hmm. and look at where you're headed and your trajectory and also realize it's not going to be a straight line. So just have realistic expectations um, and have take joy in what you're doing, because yep. that's the root of it all. If you really don't like if it just becomes all and only work, you will fall off the train.
3: Mm-hmm. And celebrate all of the successes no matter how small because I think it is easy to reach a milestone and just think oh well, okay you're thinking about the next thing already mm-hmm. and there's really no like that's that's dangerous because then what happens when you're at the top and you got nowhere to go and you didn't you weren't grateful for all of the little things that happened along the way
0: mm, the process
3: yeah yeah
2: yeah it's all yeah. it's all cliche stuff but and it's freaking true.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. So, I'm the type of person that, that were like really gets into the music on a show, and I found out you've had um, songs on Winona Earp and Good Trouble. Mm-hmm. Like, how was that, and did that lead to new fans for you?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: a cult like following, actually, <laughs> especially from Winona Earp. Um, yeah, we're very blessed to have tapped into Wynonna's uh, audience because the they're they're one of a kind for sure. You know, they go hard and they make sure that they all know that they're going hard. Like if you ever search any of their hashtags on Twitter, man, like.
2: They're Robins.
3: Yeah. And um, yeah, we feel so lucky. Blessed that we got that opportunity because yeah, they're a really great audience and and we love in, in interacting with them.
2: Yeah, they have a their own conference called ErpCon,
0: uh.
2: and we saw a video of a conference room of like 200 of them singing the lyrics to one of our songs.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. this band from Paris was doing a cover, and everyone was singing along. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. It was
0: wow. <laughs> That that's cool. Uh, yeah, I've I haven't watched it myself, but like th- every now and then I'll see this "Bring Winona Home" thing trending yeah. or something. Yeah, like,
3: it's because the uh, the show came to an end, and they really oh. they really want more seasons.
0: Ah, uh, okay, yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay, <laughs> 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 Nice. So, um, actually, did you pursue that, or did it just did they the Music directors, whoever, just find you.
2: Yeah, that, that was the. Well, we had to do some tricky work to get to know the music supervisor. Funny story. The <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, they, they placed the song. We didn't have any control
3: over, over that happening. It yeah. was just mm. right. But I remember getting the email being like, So you're getting placed on this episode of this show just a heads up, their audience is wild. So just keep an eye on Twitter. And we didn't think anything of it. None of us had seen the show. And that night, I remember we were in Montreal writing 3033. And that night on Twitter, it was just like, whoa, wait, what the fuck just happened? On? What is going on? Oh yeah, that show. So we instantly went to go watch it. And we're like, oh, cause it's in, a, it's in a pretty hot and heavy scene. So yeah, it was just funny. Cause we had no idea what was about to happen.
0: It's funny like your phone just starts blowing up like <laughs> nice um so i think that's gonna do it for us do you have anything you want to promote like how do people find out about the album how do they get to it how do they listen to it all that kind of good stuff
2: uh this is the first time that we've ever done vinyl lps so if you're looking to invest in some assets that are going to double real quick <laughs> you <laughs> know scoop up a bunch of those vinyl lps before they go up in price you know number go up
3: <laughs> and yeah you can also grab the digital the digital album uh, online as well yeah our, cds if our, you a
1: car. our social media is all the same on all the different platforms yeah. we are imur and our website uh-huh. imurmusic.com all links are there um yeah album's out june 25th
0: all right, I am. You are. Uh, thank you for doing our pays me. Uh, I hope people are like enjoy the album as much as I enjoy it. So, um, yeah, be on the lookout. <laughs> Thanks. Man. Thanks so much
3: Thanks for so having me. Yeah, this
1: is really
2: fun. It's been a pleasure.
0: All right, cool. Thank you for listening to our pays me. Thank you to Langey Beats for the theme music. You can find more of his music on YouTube. If you got anything out of this, please rate review or leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening you can find out more about art Pays me at artpaysme.com or you can hit me up on twitter instagram facebook and clubhouse i'm at art Pays me on all of those platforms with that we're out peace